I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we live and work. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. My name is Princess Kanya, aka PK the Baddest, and you are listening to Kiki with Kanya. Hello everyone, I have an amazing guest with me today. It is the Michael K. Thanks so much for having me. Hello. First things first, I already have a question straight up for you. Uh Can you please? Well, I've already said name, but I was going to say, can you give us your name, favorite artist right now, and an unreasonable pet peeve that you have? Unreasonable pet peeve. See, that that one's going to be hard. But my name is Michael K. My favorite artist right now, forever, whatever time and whatever point in time you ask me, will always be Beyonce. So there'll never be a flop with that one. (laughs) Period. Period. Um, Biggest unreasonable pet peeve. Actually, I I might have one. I think I have a pet peeve when songs get like re. Like, you know, when like a song was released in 2010 and then all of a sudden we have like some new artist doing like a remix super like i don't know like i have a pet peeve of songs being reworked too early like i'm just like that was too soon oh. i remember the original that's kind of like a pet peeve whereas i'm like it's yeah fine. I get I'm what like, you it's mean. a song from the 80s like the night like you're bringing it back but i'm just kind of like i don't know i heard uh someone did um what's that song by nicole scherzinger Come here, baby, um, come be my baby, my baby. Come be. Yeah, yeah, I heard a remix of that and I was in the car and I was kind of like, it's too soon. And then I switched the radio station. <laughs> but that's unreasonable because I know it's creative freedom, but that's also, I was just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Jeez. I Carry actually on. had no idea that they made a remix to that song. And you're right. It is way too early for that. Like, it is But it wasn't even early. a remix. It was like, you know, when it's a remix and you're like, okay, it's right there by Nicole. Actually, that was the song right there. It was... Yeah. Um, it was, I think they called it Me Like The Way or something like that, which is like a lyric. So they like, so I was like, interesting. Too soon. Okay, I'm so going to <laughs> check that out afterwards because now I'm curious. I used to love that song, but it is too I early. I feel, like, I feel like that song just came out. Like it's not even, hasn't even been that long. Yeah, but also it's almost been 10 years, actually. When I looked it up, I was like, okay, so maybe, Ten years maybe, the, maybe the, kids, the kids need a reintroduction, which, is, which makes sense. So... Too early, too early. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first off, before we really get into it, I'm going to play a bit of a game. It's one of my favorite games. Any of my friends could tell you. I love a good game of Never Have I Ever. (laughs) Goodness. Okay, so am I drinking my tea? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have my Earl Grey tea. It's been my favorite tea these days. I love um, Earl Grey. It's so good. I never used to like it. I always assumed it was like a tea for like, I don't know, like people that like strong. I don't know. I always assumed it was a strong coffee mm. kind of tea that I would not like. But I'm actually really vibing with it. I really like it. It's, um, it's, it's a good time. But we'll be playing from Flex Mommy's Flex Factory Store game. Mm-hmm. So she has these little Never Have I Ever cards. And because this is a PG podcast, we are playing from the um, the clean stack. <laughs> you know what? That's great. Um, thank you, Mama. You can carry on listening from here. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I do have the PG version of Never Have I Ever. So let me pull out the first card. Never have I ever lied while playing this game. Well, we just started, so never. <laughs> no, like in your life, in your life. Uh, while period. playing Never Have I Ever, period. I think there's sometimes when I have, or like it's not never, it's just, just sometimes you just like care not to disclose because when you play the game, sometimes it's like when you play with people, you're like, this could expose too much because sometimes you have to be ready yeah. to explain the situation. So I'm just like, yeah. Hmm. I do, well, so if you if you have you sip, sip yes I have mm, sipping the tea I hope you can hear it this is ASMR too <laughs> I definitely have because sometimes it, it depends if I'm with my girlies and we're playing mm. I will say whatever I need to say but if it's a bit of a uh, a different crowd I will keep my mouth shut <laughs> correct correct you have to be right you have to be prepared that's the thing <laughs> I know, and the thing is, I don't want to go into explanations. I'm not a wild girl like that. But some things, it's like, hang on, that doesn't sound right. It needs more explanation. But I'm like, hey, I I don't want to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel, I feel, I feel that. I okay, feel let that me one. get the next Lex card. Let's see. Never have I ever had sleep paralysis. Never, actually. I actually wonder, like, I have friends who have actively tried and like gotten sleep paralysis but i'm like nah mm. like if i was out here in the sleep i don't know it just sounds scary the fact that you can't move yeah no ma'am no, i've not had it have you yes i have <laughs> oh goodness geek. i want to know i want to know see you got to explain a little just a little bit now that okay so one time i actually experienced it when zoe was at my house so zoe everyone is michael's sister um, so she had slept over my house and I remember she was like sitting on the floor on her phone and she had woken up before me and I was laying on the bed on my side and my eyes were like kind of open and I could like see her on the floor and I was trying to be like, oh, hey, but I couldn't cause I was like asleep. My body was asleep, but my brain was like, I'm awake now. And my eyes are like kind of open and I can see, but I couldn't say anything. And I was like saying, I was like, Zoe. <laughs> and I got a <laughs> like in my head, I was like yelling. I was like, Zoe. And I could not move. But I've experienced sleep paralysis so many times. And I, I noticed that it happened a lot most of the time when I slept on my back. And then I Googled it. And apparently if you sleep on your back, it can lead to sleep paralysis more often so that's so, that's so scary you know what i've probably had it but i've just i just don't remember it because it probably it sounds yeah. traumatic from your experience of it so like <laughs> if i've had it i've probably like packed it somewhere and like don't Maybe actually personally do not remember it that's scary yeah like i've i've never experienced like scary sleep paralysis like some people say they see like dark like shadows or like yeah so I've, I've never had that experience. I've mostly just like heard things around me. Like I've heard my family moving around or like just people in the house and like my body has just been asleep, but I could hear. And once I even heard my dad like saying um, to my mom, he was like, your daughter's still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, like someone can wake me up <laughs> oh, no. like you know african parents he was like your daughter's still asleep and in my head i'm like 
no, I'm awake. I'm trying to wake up, but I couldn't. And it was so crazy. And then I remember him opening the door to like come check on me and then closing the door and nothing. And when I woke up, I told him, I was like, I like, I could hear you coming into my room, but I was like in sleep paralysis mode. And they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not real. (laughs) Goddamn. (laughs) Something African parents would say, they'd be like, "Mm, it's not real. Go home. Literally. (laughs) But then I think one of them experienced it one time and they're like, no, it's real. And it's not that it's like a scary thing. It's just like, um, your, your body's just not fully awake. Like you haven't really gone through the sleep cycle. So yeah, I hate it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't like it. No, (laughs) (laughs) I do not. Um, but yeah, thanks for playing one of my favorite games ever. I could literally play it all day. It's just gets storytelling happening, and that's my. We're gonna take thing. it offline. We're gonna take it offline after this and do it yeah. at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, I brought. I invited Michael in to chat to us today because Michael is a local artist, and I've had the pleasure of watching his journey for many, many years. And I just thought like, I have to have him on here for us to kind of talk about music, especially because the project that I worked on last year, he was heavily involved in the recording process and all of that. I was up in the crib singing, sometimes I'm tired, you know, (laughs) just come back from uni. Um, But it was a good experience. We We had some fail moments where things were just not working. And we had some amazing moments where it was like, yeah, wow. Like, that's actually sounding good. <laughs> and it tastes like sugar. Yes. <laughs> that yes. moment, that was, that was a good moment. <laughs> yeah, the recording Honey, the song Honey, was the most fun recording experience. Lips of, rent free like, in my mind. Yeah, because it was like, it's the last song. Like, we're, all, we're, we're almost done. We're almost there. And it was just, like, fun. Um, but, yeah, so... Now that we're talking about music, I just want to ask how your love for music and performing started. Yeah, um, I think music music's just one of those things for me that's been around. Like in African families, you always do like big family parties, especially like we have. Yeah. Oh, I have. I come from a big family. I think mom has twelve siblings, dad and like thirteen. So like. Every time we had big family gatherings, there's always been music playing around. Um, then just like drives with the family, there was always music there. Um, being a like a raised in church as well, so there was always music there as well. Um, throughout school, like literally from I think pre-primary, as soon as I probably could speak or like old enough to hold roles and stuff, I was all up in the plays doing singing, yeah. getting solos. So I think my love kind of just grew from this thing where it just became a thing that like. I found for me, it gave me like, like, I liked learning things and being like, let me show off. And that probably post shows me as a kid and being like, we love to perfect things. Um, mm. But I think it just became, because it was something that we all loved and something that unites people together. I think my whole love for that started, stemmed from there. And then it's just kind of grown and it's taken shapes. It's like taken form in different shapes in my life at different stages as well. And so like, it's now like up to where I'm at, where it's like actually creating and like delivering music to people, performing stuff. That's my own. That sounds so awesome. I think it's similar to me just like growing up with music everywhere. And, you know, being African, music is heavily 
celebrated music and mm. dance especially and then also like in high school being in like the drama class and everything i didn't do drama like as seriously but i really enjoyed it and yeah just kind of always being creative i guess and always having that around me especially with music like my parents love listening to R&B and hip hop and soul mm-hmm. that good that good stuff <laughs> yeah and then gospel too so it's yeah i feel like a lot of black people have that similar kind of upbringing of growing up with music pretty much mm. i feel that like i think it's 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 very common across like even when you find i think there's even through people who actually don't like sing or whatever like you find music is a big part of like their upbringing and like the cultural experience as well yeah for sure and so like where did you initially see yourself going with music when you started compared to kind of where you see yourself going now now that you've kind of had a few years in it got an album EP <laughs> all of that um yeah yeah, I don't know. I think with the original, like, ages ages ago as a kid, I always used to think, I mean, apart from being the doctor that I always used to think I'd be, because, you know, you guys yeah. to please the parents. I always used to think I would do um, musical theatre was um, an avenue that I always thought I'd be doing or, like, would partake into. Um, and then I think at some point it was just, yeah, it was never like something that I was like super, super passionate about, but I did like respect that I do love the music, the part of like uh, performing and creating like these productions, but through music, being able to tell stories. So yeah, I don't know. I've always, that was like the initial thought of where I was, but now it's kind of like, I mean, every artist will say this and I hope everyone who comes on the says it, it's kind of like, you know, making a good um, global impact. I don't know how big it is. I like to think like, you know, as long as I can do some like minor tours, sell out venues around as, around the world yeah. as well, just take it globally. That's kind of like the dream. And I think from where I think, where I see myself going, I, I don't give myself a time for my music as well. I feel like, like there's a rough timeline, but it's like, you don't, put, I don't put too much pressure on it. Um, but where I see it going is it's like, it's always a steady progressive growth. The more I keep releasing music, the more I keep doing shows, you keep getting new people listening to your stuff, you get people connecting. Um, yeah, so I think we're, we're heading towards there. Um, check back in a few years. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and like, I think the goal is just to, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that answered the question, but um, we're, we're, we're creating we're, we're creating a lane for myself, if that, if that makes sense, yeah. Yes, that makes sense. And as someone who's seen Michael perform, he's just like, you're just a great performer. Like, you know, you make me want to be on stage with you. And I think that's like one of the goals, not the main goal, but one of the goals when you're performing. Yeah, Um, no, thank you. No, it's awesome. I love your shows. Always out there yelling the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Especially that duet that we have. (laughs) Yes, yes. I I love that duet. I really do. It's um, a lot of people's favorite song, honestly. That's why I love it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was the first time I was really in my R&B bag. Because um, prior to that, I didn't really feature on R&B songs or do R&B songs myself. Mm. So that's why it's special to me. Because R&B is like the genre that I really enjoy singing the most. And the genre that I've grown up with the most. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's why I like that one. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's a little R&B joint with Princess Khan, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. after this, we better get you on another R&B joint. So, 100%. Um, I'll, I'll be here <laughs> Put me on. <laughs> so tell me about the first moment you felt like, yeah, this is where I need to be. You know, you were kind of dabbling in the theater, but also thought about being a whole doctor. But when was that moment when you're kind of like, music I, I think that's where I need to be as well mm, I think there's been several moments in my life where I've had that kind of like yeah this is where I need to be and I think um I said I think too much but for myself it's been it's been little moments I it's it was never like a full aha moment it was little moments of like when I was um doing stuff in um, musical theater stuff in in high school and stuff um it'd always be that like the feeling that you'd get after performing and just finishing that is just like this sense of like exhilaration. And then people would, um, when people would come up to you and be like, look, you, you've got a gift on you. And this like, and sometimes you're like, ah, oh, this is a one-time thing. But as soon as like you hear it from a few different people in different settings and like, um, that kind of was it. But, um, and then also, you know, there was, there was some times during uni at the beginning in the early stages when I kind of was getting confident enough to start sharing songs that I started writing myself and actually performing them, that there was moments there too that I was like, oh, people are really like enjoying this if I could finally like somehow get, like get enough confidence in myself to kind of release it. Um, it'll be that. And fully the moment that I realized myself, I was like, yeah, this is where I need to be was when I dropped, was when I dropped that I don't, my first ever single, because that from the moment was when I was like, oh, let's try this and then let's like, let's release it. And I remember dropping it and I was like, huh, let's see where this goes. But I think um, for me, it was that like feed, like getting, getting feedback from people, but also just like putting it out there, listening to this body of work that I'd done. And um, it was just, and the the joy of being like, oh, I've given people something that they can relate to, something that was mine and being like, actually, you know what? This is where I think this is where I'm meant to be. And so all that kind of like, all those little moments culminated into like this one moment where I was like, you know what? I'm doing what I'm called to do. 100%. And <laughs> I think I really do like Elephant, not because I was on the album but I don't know because of the storytelling I guess mm. and I think being at the listening party and having you kind of briefly speak on each song yeah. um kind, like I remember those moments so when I listen to it like I see the story oh, and yeah. for me I'm an album listener so I, I listen to playlists here and there, but most of the time I'll listen to albums. Um, like literally today. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna save I'm gonna save what album I listen to because I do have a segment where we kind of talk about our bop for the week. But Sounds anyway, good. we'll get mm. to that. But I love listening to a full album, head to toe, no shuffling, just in order because I love the storytelling. So I think the really special thing about going to artist events like listening parties and also when you do this live and you get to kind of talk a little bit more is that mm -hmm. you get to see that story. And I think that's my favorite thing about you is that 
I, I feel like you have big artist energy, even though you are a local artist, you're still building. But you I have think to. What I, <laughs> yeah, what I really admire about you is that you have this big artist energy where you have the storylines in the album. And when you're doing a show, like you're extra about it. You like you give people a show <laughs> and it's really inspiring. And Thanks. I'm, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. So I think like it's been really amazing watching you grow like from I don't and even before because I swear you you posted like a link to your SoundCloud way way before. <laughs> yes, the run back to the SoundCloud. Yeah, yes. like I <laughs> forget the song. Twenty twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot what song it was, but even posting like then before that ages ago, even when you were posting stuff with like Adrian, um, mm. like just seeing stuff like that and how you've really grown has been so so special. And for me, it's like. I, I just see how music is where you, so like, you just, like, do it so naturally. So that's why I was wondering if there was a moment where it hit you or if it was kind of a thing of always knowing that this is kind of something I'm good at and I enjoy. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... you just do it so naturally. Thank you. <laughs> and about, like, saying how it was, like, a calling or you, you mentioned that before, um, when you had performances, people come up to you and say like, oh, this is like a calling for you or something. Let me tell you guys, whenever Michael sang at church, it's like <laughs> different. I am being so serious <laughs> with you. I'm not <laughs> Whenever Michael was leading at church, it was different. That's all I'm going to say, okay? <laughs> and... Um, with kind of being a, a black artist here in Australia, do you ever, do you, did you, or do you ever feel like you have to do a certain sound like R&B because you were black? Yeah. Like I, I'd say yes. I know. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say yes and no, because I think by default, a lot of black artists normally will get pigeonholed into yeah, that um, either you're rapping or you're singing R&B. Um, yeah, so I think, but for me, the reason, like, I think R&B was the where I went to is not because, yeah, it wasn't because I was Black. I just felt, for me, it's something that I've grown and up listening to. That's the genres I enjoy. But I also like to think, I'm like, sometimes most of the R&B that I think is R&B for me is always like, is it pop? But I guess pop is like popular music at the time. So it could be R&B pop. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, now I think for me, I naturally gravitated towards R&B and like the new style R&B that's been like, I guess that's kind of like R&B. It has R&B as a genre has evolved over time as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's just been part of that natural evolution because I started from a point of a lot of my earliest influences have been like R&B music Um like yeah, R and B, rap, gospel, all that kind of merges into that whole thing. So I think R and B for me just felt like R R and B felt like feels right. Um, and you know what? Because I'm black and chocolate, it makes sense too. <laughs> but, like it makes sense too. But um, yeah, it's just um, it's just somewhere that like R and B and soul, like soul music, that kind of thing that comes straight from you know the fields. Um, um, 
yeah I don't think I ever felt like I had to I think it was just one of those things where it's like I naturally really enjoyed it so I just it's just translated into how I presented my music yeah if you if there was no such thing as R&B okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's let's, let's take R&B on the table no rhythm and blues no such thing as R&B and you could do anything there was no like oh he's black he he like he won't sell because he's doing this certain style and he's this race. Da da da. Mm. What what genre would you like to dabble in? Like, what would you so- like to just see yourself doing? I think something that I'm definitely open to doing in the future. Like I've always wanted to do like a soul record. I know that's mm. <laughs> too like something super soulful and also something. Um, I think I'd like to get into like electronic stuff too. Oh, period. Um, yeah, like something electronic. I like. I'm not like. I love when people are able to use something that I've grown recently into more enjoying as like an artist is when you know like someone can sing, sing, but you're able to use things like you know be able to like use autotune and vocoder and make like songs like give songs like life. And so I feel like with electronic records, that's something that excites me. And I I feel like you'll get a Michael K electronic album in the future. Um, yeah, like, Dr- that- like Drake's recent album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the house, the house album. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. The house EDM vibe. Yeah, and I think. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like um, with the whole topic of being boxed in because you are you branded yourself in a certain way. I think it's cool to see artists like Drake who have done a certain style for quite a long time branch mm. out and do something different because previously the last album people were like oh this just sounds like the same stuff that mm. he's put out before da 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 and now he's got this and people are not happy they're like what's going on this is trash what is this like but go back yeah, to your <laughs> and it's like what do you guys want so what do you guys want but I yeah think the, the big i think part it's of... so yeah Oh, I was just going to say, I think the big part of like being an artist is that point where like, you won't please everyone. But I think as long as you're growing and evolving yourself and doing things that feels right for you in the moment. Um, and like, I mean, forget all the genres, like, you know, screw the genres and just like do what makes you in, in that moment. And that's, you know, do a, do a country record if it makes sense for you in that era that you're in your life as well. Because, yeah, being pigeonholed, people always say it sounds the same. No, why is this? Or like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if I were to do like a a genre that is just not what I do usually, it would be country or like that rock, but the rock from like 2007. Oh, like okay. You know of- what? You know what? I, you know what? Come on, punk rock. Give us some Avril Lavigne. Give us Miley you know Cyrus. What I mean? like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, the Fallout Boy era and you know, that, that like good the rock. 2007 kind of vibe of rock. I would, I, I wouldn't I mind doing do that. I think you should do it. Like you know, the next record. Like I don't know how long you need, but like, give us, give us a, give us a single in that era, in that genre of like rock. I feel like. I want to see PK do rock. Yeah, like I I like all, I can appreciate like so many different genres. So I think mm. while I'm still like just doing me, this is a good time to kind of just experiment and not really have people on my case. Like, <laughs> why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear artists like 
branching out and doing different styles. I think it's cool. And I think mm-hmm. it it just adds on to their whole discography. It's like, yeah, imagine, imagine now, instead of just having Drake songs in certain playlists, I can have them in like other playlists. Yeah, and 100%. still the same artist. Like that's, that's really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So with kind of um, growing up singing at church, I know the church music that we kind of grew up singing was more on the pop, like pop Christian rock spectrum mm. of things. So did growing up singing that kind of style influence your style or choices of music outside of that? Not like not exactly no no I won't <laughs> I was like no I think like and you know like yeah the type of stuff we normally sang was a lot like a lot of like poppy kind of things very very much on that yeah very very on the commercial side of music in terms of like Christian music um but the stuff that I personally listened to outside of that that was still gospel was very like heavily like you know your African American influenced souls like even like soul kind of like soul kind of gospels you know you i mean i'd say kirk franklin but he's always like big hype but and i mean i got to learn that like kind of energy you know the the big hype um people like you know mary mary and stuff um for me that kind of like gospel music influenced even when i sang it like when i sang at my church like even if it was like a pop song like you know like a regular thing i'd be like i'd still want to infuse the soul of like bring out the soul of like what you're feeling rather than just like singing clean and like um yeah so I guess yeah I guess singing at church has influenced the way I did it because I got to learn how to like in a song that like you listen to which is like regular like bring your own flavor to it Mm. uh and infuse and infuse that um but in terms of like choice of music not really but a lot like you can hear a lot of um I guess like gospel just like that gospel like free free feeling energy kind of thing even when you come to like a live show sometimes I'm like this is like preaching but I'm singing I'm singing about being petty and that like that element <laughs> that, that like um that part of just like allowing your soul to just be like free on the stage and just be like you know in this moment um like allowing like just allowing whatever we're feeling I'm feeling to like you know like let's all feel this emotion let's feel this and just be able to like kind of like yeah take take the audience with you on a journey so that's how like that kind of like my actual listening gospel like gospel music has like influenced that part of things in music for me or my style I think um the music that we grew up singing like the poppy Christian rock vibes for me the music that we would sing at church influenced more so songwriting because I remember working on the project my biggest feedback was you're saying too many things and (laughs) I feel like the the music from our church like the that pop hill song kind of they said a lot of things in the verses. Mm, um, this is true, was, yeah. Yeah, like it was very poetic. It was it was very long, just like long verses that are just very, very descriptive, but mm. it wasn't necessary this necessarily the style of 
R&B or the style of writing that um, Aaliyah, the producer that I worked with, um, kind of had with R&B. Like she would talk yeah. about keeping it short and sweet and making it catchy and making people feel something and not exp- not over explaining things. So I feel like singing that kind of music all the time, having the, those structures in my head all the time influenced yeah. my songwriting because now I feel like I got to always like say all these words, all these descriptive words that may not necessarily work. <laughs> yeah, or, and like they may not add to it. Like they, they yeah. like you're gonna just set it with one line. Yeah, I feel that. Like yeah, less like, more sometimes. If you saw the original version of Summer and how the first verse was so long, we literally cut it up, chopped it up, and said, "This can be first verse. This can be part of the chorus. <laughs> this can be part of the the second verse." no joke like no joke i tried to fit all these words in one verse and it's like hey you are talking too much um but if you do notice on those kind of songs they do say a lot they really they really they really do they really yeah. do they really do which I'm is now, very, I'm very now thinking different. about it <laughs> yeah it's it's very different from the african because i got two sides the african church that i grew up in barely any words barely barely anywhere mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's, it's, um <laughs> eh, my god is good oh. <laughs> yeah 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 and you know that the, the, the one line repetitions and then the harmonies and then yes. the beat and but you're it like, hits it hits mm-hmm. it's not too many words it's just hey this is what it is and um that is like i think that's like from nigerian church but they sang it at my church as well sometimes the, the nigerian um, influence on everything like is, is yeah. it's, it's there it's there <laughs> yeah. um so yeah like just kind of um that i feel like i took a lot of songwriting style from growing up mm. um in like the australian western church yeah whereas it's like how come i didn't like kind of in, get influenced from the African style where it's like one line but it hits it's repetitive yeah. low-key but it hits and there's but variations of melodies and harmonies Correct. Um, <laughs> so now this leads me to what I kind of mentioned before the bop of the week the bopiana of the week for me personally it's not a single bop it's a whole album as a bop and that okay. is Shea Butter Baby, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox, the that thing. is the way I'm ready for her new, like, I'm ready for, like, her new album. Because Shea Butter Baby, is that, that oh, that's a, that is a good album, like. Yes, yeah, so I actually listened to it today. Um, just mm-hmm. the whole album, top to bottom, no shuffling, no skips, just everything. No so skips? for me, Co- no skips. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I might repeat. I might like you know. I might back. repeat the way yeah, I repeat no that skips. song of hers. Pressure, like that song has like it's like I really was just like you know that song is just so like well produced. But like everything, like I always listen to "Break Me Off," "Break Me Off," and get you. Yeah. The way I, the way I, that song comes on my R and B playlist at the gym when I'm working on my legs, it's a great time. Because uh, <laughs> like uh, you know, like R and B bumps make you slow down. They make you slow down when you're like doing the reps, so you like concentrate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my gym playlist is just is mainly hip hop. It's mainly hip hop and rap. That is my gym playlist, and that is legit the only time I listen to hip hop and rap. Online, it's, it's also dance hall, but dance hall I listen dance other well. times too. 
but gym playlist, hip hop, rap, and dance hall. And that's me. <laughs> um, you know what? We're gonna have to share gym playlists. I do have a few, like I think I have six, yeah, like rap, EDM, like I call them the flex mm. playlists. Um, There's something about the dance zone. hall. It's like some of those dance hall songs are so intense. I'm just like, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> <laughs> they make you go hard. No, I feel that. I feel that. Now that's a good, yeah, I think so that's a good bop, sis. What is your boppiana of the week? My boppiana of the week, it's not really, I mean, it's a bop, but it's like a soulful bop. It's called mm. By Design by um, Jacob Banks. Okay. And like, he has one of these like, he's this he's a nigerian british um artist i believe um and he has like you know i love when like like men have like all these like deep like a deep voice and you're just like oh. I, I can't i can't replicate it on this record but like yeah it's a pretty deep a, voice michael i know i do but it's always inspired <laughs> by like artists like this like honestly i listen to um I listen, I listen to this new song that he dropped um, by design like at least once a day because it's obviously so inspiring and it's like well-written. I think it's called Evil Knievel as well in brackets. And I was like, Ooh. I have not heard anyone use Evil Knievel in a song. Yeah, facts. Like, <laughs> like, I have to like, listen to it after this. What was the name of the artist again? Uh, Jacob Banks. Jacob Banks. And the song's I'm by bad design. with names. Watch me yeah. actually know the song, but I just don't know the name or the artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's got some he's got some really good songs. Um, I definitely know that if you if you like love something soulful, he's like Gibeon, but like like mm. the similar. See, like when artists sing in that range of their voice, I always you know, and that's what I'm like keen to dabble on in the future too. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be really good with that. You got deep voice. <laughs> in in my lows, yeah. Like I'm just yeah. really comfortable singing You've got in my that lows, low like... range on the block. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so we've been talking about our music artists that we like, uh, some Christians, some secular, da da da, all of that. Mm -hmm. And I have heard some Christian artists talk about um, how they shy away from solely doing Christian music because of the expectations that come with being a Christian artist rather mm. than being an artist who happens to be Christian. And also how hard it can be to switch from secular music to Christian because of certain backlash from the community and just like not accepting you. For mm. example, with like Nicki Minaj collaborating with Tasha Cobbs, Tasha Cobb's Leonard, let me put some respect on the name. Put some respect, put some respect on <laughs> And yeah, kind of the backlash that they hope they faced with that whole project. And also with like Kanye um do like doing the Christian album previously. Um, with all of that, have you ever felt like you could only do one or the other? Plenty of times, yes. And I think um, a lot of times growing up in church or just even like being part of the church, there's moments when people will always question you as a person um, for being out doing like, um, they'll call it like secular music or like music of the world. And then also come into church and like singing like gospel music or like, and better yet, like leading people into singing gospel music kind of things. Um, so there's definitely been that pressure and that divide. And I think for the first good portion of me starting to actually like release music and perform at venues you'd always get questions and being like you can't be doing this but also be doing that because like you you can't be in both the world and like you know what I mean so they've got all these um 
there's all these like expectations that kind of make it hard. And, and sometimes you do like growing up in the church is a big part of your life, uh, at least for me. Um, there, 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 will, there, there have been moments where you're like, oh, am I really doing what I need to be? But also like when they're like, oh, you know, you should just focus on like doing like, you know, gospel music kind of thing. But I personally can tell you that that's, I feel that's not a lane where I've been called to. I have tried to write like gospel music galore, but I'm also very like, self um what do you call that in a in a way that like I'm very critical of my writing regardless of what yeah. I'm writing about and I've always just never wanted to do a gospel like if I was to do like gospel music at present um and I think I did this thing where I was just like if I did gospel music where I just like wrote stuff it wouldn't be genuine to where I'm at whereas for me I find like music and like my my version and like I like to say like your preaching or like the way you reach people and connect people, like God's calling in your life doesn't have to manifest particularly in a way of like just being for the church. Um, I think what like God in me through like working through me is also just being like being able to tell my story of my life, the mess ups that I've done as I'm growing up, the things that I've been and just being able to translate that into music that someone can listen to and be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And not particularly being like, okay, this is what a modern, like, this is, it doesn't like necessarily lock you in a box. And for for a long time, it was kind of just like, well, either you pick this part or just like do music out here that's circular and not do it in the church. And it's been a long struggle and not, not a long struggle. It's been a lot, loads of conversations for me, but I think once you just start stepping into like who you are and like actually just um, being like, you know what? I'm stepping into everything that like I am called to do. And this is where this is. And pr like your gospel, the gospel is just the truth. And this is the truth that I'm like telling, like, this is what happened. Let's have a conversation. And music does open those doors for you to have conversations with people you may not be able to talk to people that you're not able to. And it's just like sharing stories and narratives. And for me, it's been like, that's cool. And I think finding a community of like, people in I guess in churches and whatever who are able to recognize that as well and being like actually you know what it's not a this or the other kind of thing like you know what this is also bringing like in a bigger sense you living your purpose is bringing glory glory to God because it's like look at the fullness of what he can do in your life and kind of thing but also being like you know this is this is like I don't know pure worship kind of thing I don't know if that makes sense I may yeah, have made it a long convoluted answer. But, <laughs> no, that's um, a perfect <laughs> answer. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Um, because I've kind of had contemplated all of that myself as well. And um, I was definitely um, once upon a time, one of the people I was like, oh, Tasha's doing something with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I mean, I mean then, when I heard it. <laughs> yeah. No, but then I listened to it. Then I actually listened to it. But at first, when I was hearing rumors, all this stuff, mm. I was like, huh? And then when I listened to it back in that time, like 2016 or something like that, or 2017, mm. when I listened to it, I was like, no, I love this. Like, this is great. This this is Nicki's story. This is, this is, this is Nicki praising God in this and moment yeah and, and about i don't that. think oh, yep. we should take that away from her just mm. because she does secular music it doesn't mean she doesn't know how to praise god correct and yeah like so that part definitely hits for me because yeah. 
it's something that I have also had conversations about with myself and then sometimes with you. Um, mm. But I definitely agree. I don't think every single person who's Christian is supposed to do gospel music. That's why I feel like you can be someone who does music and happens to be a Christian as well. And yeah, you can and be a, someone who's a Christian mm. and your calling is to do gospel music and you are amazing at it. You know exactly how to write music that um, can help people with praising and, and expressing, you know, their their emotion. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say, child. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think a good way a good way to put what you've said, period, like is like you can be a Christian and go to church and you know, go be a banker out in the bank. Like you don't have to do finances for the church. That's you know what I mean. Like I think it's it actually if, if, if you think of it that way, like I could be good at something. Like I could be I could be out here cleaning. I could be a doctor. It doesn't mean I'm not like it doesn't mean I have to be like a doctor of the church. Like I you you know what I mean. Like yeah. your calling is not limited to and like to like the Christian hood of whatever everyone talks about. It's kind of just like. You can be that. But when you spoke about that thing with like Nicki Minaj, I was like, damn, people never knew that Nicki Minaj was always posting gospel music on her Instagram of Tasha Cobbs. Like that whole thing was like a moment of like, I don't know, like when I see things like that, where people are like, oh no, Nicki should not be on this because she's cussing. I'm like, sis, sis is on her own journey of like, you know what I mean? Like life is a journey. Sis is on that journey. Similar to when like that Beyonce song, Say Yes with, um, oh, that Michelle song, Say Yes featuring Michelle and Kelly. Oh, and Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce and Beyonce and Kelly. Ciao. It's like the your brain will not allow. It will not allow to say featuring Beyonce. It, it will not so allow you to say featuring Beyonce. Yeah, you know, I love featuring Beyonce. But like when I listen to say yes, like Michelle, I love Michelle, like great gospel art. Like that's the lane that she's been called into. But like when that feature happened, everyone was like, oh no, but she was just singing partition. Oh no. And I'm like, you know what? I think the biggest like as a christian you have different facets of your life like beyonce out here married has children let her be sexy and tell you she wants to make love to her husband but she's still praising the lord like, <laughs> let her like, tell you about surfboard okay like, like surfboard. what you know about surfboard yeah but that's but that's not, but like i know i know it's i know it's not a great like analogy like in defense of anything but i think a lot of like christians are very protective about things and i'm like no actually you know what if some section of Beyonce's pocket of people that listen to her and actually like find gospel music through that, oh, like whatever their journey is, like you know what, like I think which we try to be very protective of things and like sometimes a lot of the times we end up being I don't know we you end up just being too judgy and being the people that you don't want to be like like with the Kanye album the Nicki Minaj and like that's why for me it's just been the thing like you know I have a job here. The Lord is still working through me. So what 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 stops you from being Christian out here? Like, you know what I mean? So um yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And me me too. I have tried to do the whole Christian music and it just it just sounded not <laughs> And the thing is, if it leads you to there one day, yes, if I write a great yeah. gospel record one day and I'm like, there we go. But I don't want it to be like, oh, Michael's dropped a gospel record. F forget all this other music that you do. No, that's still me. That's just me now. Yeah. Like, you, that's, yeah. Yeah. I think if I get to that point, I would love to. Because one of my favorite, favorite, favorite artists, Tori Kelly, did it right. in such like a cool way. How she was doing her poppy songs, Heartbreak, all of that. And then she's like, boom, gospel. 
That's a great record as well. I guess 
yeah, I guess being a Christian who makes music for me, the biggest blessing out of it has always been I don't rely on, um, I don't rely on like my own like personal strength or like my own personal thing of um like my yeah, I guess strength is a good way to put it but I don't um rely or put a lot of expectation in well, I mean I do put expectation but I don't put a lot of expectation in myself because I know that what I'm doing and like I guess where the moment is is what I'm called to do kind of thing so it gives me like a good sense of purpose and just like there's that knowing and just being like actually you know not every opportunity has to be taken and not every opportunity is like bad necessarily if something doesn't happen if something gets cancelled I've just always been like I, I don't stress a lot about those things I always just mm. have this knowing and like this sense and I know some people can have it um through I think other senses but it's just always never been like my calling and what I do is not reliant on a lot of the stuff um it's not solely reliant on me but it's just like if I'm stepping up and doing what like I've been called to do like the fruits and everything that come out of it is because you know what I've been like faithful in terms of I've been I've, I'm doing I've been using the gifts that I've been given and actually just like cultivating them and growing them and and as everything just keeps happening I'm just able to be to just keep I'm always open I'm always grateful for everything like gives me the heart of like gratitude regardless of everything that's happening so I feel like that always grounds me in terms of my music um in terms of my music career yeah, I, I definitely agree of just like, it gives you that extra bit of confidence. Like, no, this is my calling. This is my purpose. Like having a sense of purpose, I guess, um, for me is a driver. If mm. I ever doubt, it's like, it's like, no, you, you've known since you were little, like this was your mm -hmm. purpose. It, it will work out. And I, I think yeah the biggest blessing is just having that extra bit of like confidence for those low low points because mm -hmm. i do believe in a higher power working mm. things out for my good um so it does give me that pillow to like fall back on and then just bounce back up um mm. when i get into like a rut and speaking of like creative ruts i was like i i didn't like prepare this question before i just thought of it that's um, okay but have you ever been in a creative rut and how have you gotten out of it? Because recently I was listening to an interview that Nicki Minaj did with Joe Budden talking about this like creative rut she went through during the pandemic and mm. kind of like that whole process of her writing stuff. And she's like, no, it's not good. And other people saying, oh, like, you know, you could come a bit harder with this and rewriting things and I was like wow Nicki Minaj went through this whole thing <laughs> why am I stressing she's Nicki stress. Minaj yeah so yeah I was it was very um eye-opening for me to hear her this big artist who has bars for days bars mm -hmm. for days honey like talking about her struggle being in a creative rut so I'm just wondering like if you've ever experienced that as well and how you've gotten out of it yeah, no, I think the last year and a half, <laughs> I've probably been in a creative rut. <laughs> Ooh, this is recent. <laughs> yeah, it's very recent. I think since since after like 2020, like when I finished writing Eden, which is my last EP, I think I was, I I personally was in long, long rut. I I did little things here. Like I did like a single like Man Like Me. Um, 
I think I wrote all good and I tried to write songs, but I was honestly in, I've honestly like technically was in like a hard creative space in my life where I'd have all these songs sent to me or like these ideas. I can tell you there's a song which I really, really love from October 21 last year that I'm, I still have not finished because like that song is like the major block in my brain still. Um, and like, oh yeah, like we're just completely like, uninspired and like sometimes I always co correlate that with just being in a happy spot in your life <laughs> which is a bad which is a bad thing to say because like you know when nothing's going wrong and so like I, I was in that kind of rut in a bit and um in February um in February I think giving yourself time and actually just being like you know what take time off the pen don't put too much pressure on yourself and just write because you feel it and enjoy it um February this year I decided to um I had this little stem loop thing that I had and I was like okay let's just create let's you know what let's do it I'm just gonna write for like no one this is this does like there was no like no pressure I was like this doesn't have no one has to listen to this kind of thing um and I just got into like a zone like you know turn the mood lights and go into the bedroom slash studio you've been here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know and... the vibe I got I got some wine and I just was like you know what, let's just write and I honestly I I hit record um and I was just like I started just free flowing stuff and I it's eventually just started came to this record and I just kept on like I started arranging it and I was like I made this song called Drip um and I remember listening to it and I went and played it for like my family most times I would just be like yep here's this and they were like this is good and I was like oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, I, I was just talking smack, but like it, it was, and then from that moment, I think this whole element of just like to get out of my creative rut, it's just, I've stopped putting a lot of pressure on myself, like taking, taking breaks to being like, actually, you know what? Let me go outside for a walk. If like I'm stuck on this bed, because sometimes I feel like I put, well, even just as us, you put so much pressure on yourself to make something that you like, this needs to be the best hit. When like oh every song needs to like be a hit kind of thing where sometimes it's like yeah. okay you can do this write a demo record it and you can come back to it like it doesn't have to be like I'll come back to it today I can come back to it a year later like as long as you just I I'm I'm literally now a big thing of just like getting it, getting it out there and just like like just doing what you can and actually not putting too much pressure on what the final objective is. Um, and that's kind of got me out of like that kind of rut thing. I know there's that song that I said from October. I have gotten a bit of it done. <laughs> I promise I'll oh, finish that good. one. But um, yeah, no, and I've just been in a better space in my brain of getting out of that rut of just like, you know what, allowing myself time. And like, it's been 2020. So are we 22 now? It'll be two years since yeah. I did my last project, which will probably be three by the time I drop this album that I'm trying to work on. Um, and I think just yeah I think allowing myself time has been a beautiful thing and honestly that's something that um time and space in your writing and not putting too much pressure on yourself will hopefully work wonders yeah that's amazing I'm, I'm actually like gonna take that on board personally because I was yeah. just as you're talking I was thinking when was the last time I just wrote for no reason um and the last time I was writing was because of a project so mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take that on board and just myself find a random beat on YouTube and just like write for fun. And yeah, I think that'll be really good for me personally, because I'm still kind of getting out of that 
right? Um, mm. And yeah, so thank you for that. I'm for real going to take that tip on board and, and try it. And who knows? It might be a good song, but I'll, I might, put might be your, might be your, might be your next single. That's it. Like <laughs> <laughs> no expectations. I'm just gonna like have fun. So just write yeah, as if I'm you gonna... were just going to keep that in your vault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's fun. Like just to let loose, write something random, record it, and just don't put pressure to sound amazing and and sound like this is the next charting song. Um, so thank you for that, for real. Um, is there any, are there any shows or you mentioned an album is, do you know when or anything? Is there anything you want to share that you'll be doing soon? Um, well, I do, well, it depends on when you're listening to this podcast, but, um, in December of this year, I should be dropping my first single, um, Yay. Uh, for, for that, for the album rollout slash when I decide to start doing it. Like I said, there's no pressure on when the album is meant to be yet, um, but I'll definitely be dropping the first single from this era of Michael K, happy Michael K, giving you R&B grown man kind of vibes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, um, yeah, so I, I'm just December, early December. I think I've got to show December 3rd for the single launch. I just need to make, like, like I said, there's no pressure. So I'm just writing music, whichever one, calls out to me as the single will, will come through and um I'm hoping to give you yeah I'm just hoping to give you an era of like an eclectic mix of good R&B music and yes. like where I see Michael K is now as an artist just the growth as myself as a person and just writing out of this freedom that I have where it's like you know what it's not for like it's yeah it's just it's it's for people, but it's also like, it's for me. And I had this whole idea as like, it's yours and mine, which is like a lyric from Drip. And this album was going to be something that's like yours, like everyone who's listening to, but it's also mine and something. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like for my first album, I want this to be, I want it to be a statement. I want it to continue being daring. So I hope you get to, yeah. What I want y'all to do is fall in love with some, um, yeah. To fall in love with R&B music again. Like I've fallen in love with yeah. it again. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. You know I'm a fan. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> and I, a legit and I'm also fan. A fan. I want I want I want I want I want Prince, I want a Princess Kanye feature. So if you're on this if, <laughs> if we're speaking on this podcast, I'd like you on a feature. So that would be this kind of feature. You mm. know, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually really enjoy featuring because it's like I get to draw on whatever like their concept is. It's so good. I yeah, like whatever the song concept already is, I prefer writing to a song that's already been made when I'm doing a feature. Because mm. then it's I'm like, so okay, cool, let me do this and this and that. There you go. And the, the writing process is faster. <laughs> uh-huh. I got I got sent one yesterday. Someone someone from Over East is like, Ooh. was like, I'm working on this song. I'd like you to feature her. So she sent it to me. I was just like, you know what? This is so nice because I'm just like, they've given me a pocket to sit in and just like do whatever I want and like so I'm kind of like I like that that kind of vibe because I'm just like I'm ready to collaborate it's been a minute I think the last time I collaborated with Jules record um second best and so I'm excited to to to, to and it's good because yeah you get a concept so I'm excited to get back into yeah. the booth and record some so that might come out earlier than December because um she's working on her album I think her name's Luja um if I say that wrong apologies um, and yeah so really keen really keen on that but yes now let's let's work 
Yes, I'm, I'm very excited trying to get out of this creative rut and do some things. Um, mm -hmm. And the creative rut has been like in all aspects, not just music. So hence why the podcast has been quiet for a minute. Um, it was also part of this whole creative rut because obviously it's like with a podcast, what do I want to talk about? It's like, I don't know, I don't <laughs> even know, like concepts. But today when I was like planning some of the episodes and preparing mm. for like this um, episode, I was like, yeah, like I'm going to talk about this and that. So we're slowly coming out of that period and I'm very excited about it. Very happy. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what the biggest part of, um, you know, the biggest part of just getting up and starting something that's the biggest like honestly that is the biggest thing that you will do for your creativity is literally just getting up sitting in your creative space and just being like let's press play let's press record mm -hmm. like let's just start like that starting could be a boulder that like pushes you and propels you into greatness so you saying yeah. that you, you know just getting up and starting like I, I, I that's like hopefully that just continues to inspire you and like through these conversations that you have with other people you just continue to propel your podcast and keen to see everything and where it goes because you're doing what you need to be doing yes and before we close this episode i just want to ask if you have a self-care tip of the week to give our lovely listeners yes my self-care tip, tip of the week slash tip of the month is blocking out time with yourself at least once a month just to do something that you love, sleep, stay, no, I mean, yeah, sleep, stay in bed, like do something for you. And like, honestly, block. yeah, I find like, I think mine's coming up this week, which is why it's my self-care tip of the week is just do things that feed your soul and be selfish for a minute. Like just get to like love and just date yourself. And Ooh. so that's my self-care tip for a week. Cause once you just like get to like fall in love more with yourself as a person and I know it just, yeah, you'll just, yeah, it will just, it will bless your soul and you'll hopefully feel more rejuvenated and have much more energy to um, go around the things of life, whether it be creative, be social, through work as well. Just blocking out that space of time just for you and yourself is a beautiful self-care tip that I endorse. What's yours? Lovely. My self-care tip of the week is to rest for no mm -hmm. reason. Um, because <laughs> I I went to like this retreat and we were literally just like did like a whole um, yoga stretching situation. We just had a moment to just lay there and like not do anything, not move, just lay mm. there. And I think kind of what I got out of it was how important it is just to sit and just be still for no reason and not just before bed because when you're doing it before bed, it's so you can relax yourself and then go to sleep. So that doesn't count. <laughs> like <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that on the gram. It looks good. Yeah, like literally just blocking out time, not for like a whole hour or whatever, just like a moment to mm. sit still. You know, some people might like to meditate or something, but I, like I just want to say sit still just to not put any expectations on yourself, but to just like breathe, just Mm. be still just sit there lay there whatever it is for no reason at all because Breathe i think a lot of times go. we always want to see an outcome when it comes mm. to ourselves um but sometimes it's fun to do things for no reason like you were saying just 
writing a song, not for people to listen to, not to put it out, but just having that moment for yourself without like an outcome in mind. Mm. So I think my self-care tip is to just do nothing and just sit and not want an outcome, not do it so that you can fall asleep or whatever. Just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, I think that's my self-care tip and also a challenge for myself as well. Because the only time I'm still is when I'm about to go to bed and I'm trying to fall asleep. So (laughs) (laughs) it's a challenge for myself too. But when I did do it, I felt a difference and it felt good. Yeah. So with that, our episode has come to a close. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us. I'm sure you will be back to come and talk a little more about absolutely anything. Um. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you. You can have me for many. I fit very, very you're like all oh, the different intersectionalities in life. You're like, come through, come speak. <laughs> yeah, anything. Michael is a very interesting human being. And I know, I know you have a lot more to give when it comes to topics <laughs> <laughs> and conversation. Uh, Michael's always giving conversation. So and you and I can speak so forever. That's the time. thing. Like this podcast will probably be super long. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can talk. One thing about us, we will talk. We can talk. Like we literally <laughs> can go hours. Like that's just literally, literally like a thing. We're like family, so it's always just like yeah. family gonna talk your ear off. 100%. And like it'd be like we haven't spoken for a while, but we pick off right, right where we left off, which is beautiful. yeah, hundred percent. Michael is my family for real, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kiki with Kanya. Make sure you follow me on all my social media. It's PK the baddest for literally everything. Remember, you are blessed to be a blessing, honey. And I will Kiki with you next episode. Bye. Bye.